So you're graduating. Congratulations. I'm sure a million people have asked you this question. So what are you going to do now, right? What are you going to do now? What's next? And some people are asking that out of genuine curiosity. Some people, maybe your parents, right, are asking with a little bit of intentionality behind that and some expectations, like, what are you going to do next? And it's a really important question. Now that you've completed this part of your journey in life, this season of your life, then what is the next step? But a more important question is, who will you be? Much more important than what are you going to do next? Is the question, who will you be? Because there's always this constant temptation for us to find our identity in what we do. Even if we are aware that that's a dumb thing. Even if you've heard Father Andrew say it a thousand times, right? That it is this constant temptation that we seek somehow, consciously, many times unconsciously, to find our identity in what we do. Oh, did I graduate with honors or not? Did I get the degree that I wanted? Am I going to get the job that I want? Am I in the relationship that I want? Is my Instagram as cool as the next guy or gal, whatever? And I'm basing my identity, my goodness, my worth in that. And so if your focus is only on what you're going to do and, and if you're going to be successful at that or not, then that's a, an anxious place to live. In a real sense, time's a shallow place to live. The Lord invites us more than just to, to do something, is to be someone. And who is that that he calls us to be? Saints. Saints. The French writer, Léon Bois, like he says, it's a sobering statement. He says, the only tragedy in life is to live and to have not become a saint. only tragedy in life is to have lived and not become a saint. And when we use that word saint, it's not this, um, what's the, the uh, my word bank is not working. I have like three word porcelain. I was like polyester. <laughs> not the word. It's not like this porcelain saint, right? Then there's this, this false sense of this saccharine sanctity. One that is very incarnate. One that is very rooted in the reality of life and the struggles and the imperfections and all of those things. But that is just immersed with the grace of God and our hearts being configured to him. Because of, because of the reception of his love for us is like so transforming and so consuming that it just orients my entire life in that direction pursuit of him. So I just want to encourage you. Yes, do something great. But not at the expense 
of becoming someone great. The Lord has called you to be a saint. And whether whatever you do in the eyes of the world seems like a success, you know, we have Mother's Day here this, this Sunday, and, and falsely many people think like, well, I mean, like, if you're a mother or a father and that's all you do, then like, what have you accomplished? I've only co-created uh, souls that are going to last for all eternity. <laughs> other human beings and help to form them. Pretty important stuff. But it is this notion, the reality. So we, if you were with us three years ago when we were on leadership retreat, right, we kind of hammered into your heads and repeated here and there that what moves us to find out what the Lord wants us to do is our relationship with Him. And we begin in that relationship like who am I in God's eyes? A beloved son, a beloved daughter of God the Father. So that my identity is not based on my mission or whatever I'm doing, or whether I'm doing it well or whether I'm, I'm failing. But my identity is based on my relationship with God, that he loves me no matter what. No matter what. Which is not an excuse to sit on the couch and do nothing, which is not an excuse not to seek genuine conversion, but which is a place that firmly roots us. They don't have to worry about what other people think. I don't have to worry about my grades. I don't have to worry about some, some type of worldly success to find who I am. But I just rest in the Father's heart. And by doing that, by living as a son, as a daughter, then, then that's when I step into my vocation. That's when I step into what the Lord has called me to do. One of the beautiful things as a priest is... The Lord gives me the grace of like a front row seat in people's lives a lot of times while that's happening. And um, it's amazing for me how many times sometimes folks like maybe later in life the light comes on. They're like, oh my God, I've been chasing the wrong thing my whole life. I've been chasing the wrong thing. I've been chasing... The, the biggest bank account, I've been chasing the biggest profile, I've been chasing the most amount of success, popularity, whatever that it might be, and, and there's an emptiness. I, I, I literally had a conversation with a guy today who I never really met before in his 40s. And he's like, I had, you, you, you named the thing that you wanted, like in life, like I had that thing, all those things. And there was just like this awareness that if this is all there is, then is life really worth living? And he didn't start that way. That's the, that's the thing. I'm not telling you something you don't know. I'm not telling you something you haven't heard. It's like, okay, Father, that's a little cliche, but it just, it's the truth. And what happened, we just kind of slowly veer, right? We just slowly veer. And the next thing we realize, like, wow, like I'm way over here in the jungle. My eyes stay focused on the Lord, becoming the person that he has called me to be in communion and in relationship with him. And then, as St. Catherine of Siena says, what happens? We'll set the world on fire, which is hopefully what you want to do, right? How do I want to do that? What am I going to do in my life? Set the world on fire because I am stepping in to the vocation that the Lord has created me to be. By, by remaining in communion with him. And 
as you're doing that, one little piece here that I'll add, do not be afraid of commitment. Do not be afraid of commitment, especially when it's difficult. Especially when it's difficult. I really, I firmly believe that one of the idols of our current culture, and, and if you really look at it, it's, it's been there always, is that this idea that everything has to be smooth, right? Everything has to be smooth. And if it's not smooth, then somehow this is not what God wants. And somehow I need to do something else. So somehow I need to change my path, to change the whole thing in my life. It's not true. I mean, if you read the scriptures, man is not really smooth. Journey's not smooth. And the Lord tells us, right, take up your cross. If you're going to be my disciple, take up your cross every day. And part of the challenges in being firm in those commitments, it forms you. Like it forms you to be a person who can persevere in love. Today, we have Jesus is speaking about the bread of life, and he's talking about the manna. And like in the context that he's giving us the Eucharist, he's talking about the manna. And that's, that's the big journey, like hey, where they're going, from slavery to the promised land. And they're passing through the desert. And every time it got difficult, they're like, man, why are we going to the promised land? Let's go back to Egypt. Like, what? What? You want to go back to slavery? Because it got a little hard on the journey? No. But we get dumb. <laughs> we do. Like, oh my gosh, it's hard. And then, so what does the Lord provide, right? This miraculous bread. So that they would not turn around. That they would walk with him day by day, persevering through the desert, in experiencing God's loving provision for them every day. And they didn't, they couldn't take it and save it up. Like he was like, hey, come here every day, poor, and I'm going to give you more manna. And then sometimes that's really painful. I tell you, as a priest, so many days where I'm like, okay, Lord, like I'm working for you, man. Why is it difficult? Like really, just, just make it easier. And the Lord's like, I want you to show up every day poor so that you will see my provision. We show up every day poor so that you will see my provision. Be not afraid of the commitment. And in the commitment, Jesus is giving us his life, his life, body, blood, soul, and divinity to move forward in this path so that we can become like configured to him. So as you're leaving, as you're heading out, everybody's going to be asking you, I've already asked many of you, what are you doing next, right? What are you doing next? Good question. Better question. Who are you going to become? Who are you going to remain being? Are we going to become those saints that the Lord has created us to be? It can only happen if we stay rooted in our relationship with him daily, centered in the Eucharist, the very presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity of our God. As we do that, then whatever challenges come, whatever commitments get difficult, we persevere right through them, and we set the world on fire. 
because we have become the people and the saints that the Lord has created us to be. So be not afraid. Be not afraid to step in consistently with the Lord. And don't, when your eyes, because they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna go in a different direction and you're going to look and you're going to be worried, like help each other keep their eyes, like put the eyes back on Christ. So the question is consistently more, who am I becoming? Who is the Lord creating me to be? Saint, to manifest his glory in this world.